You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Welcome to Bible study night tonight. And uh, we're in our series for small groups. And so thank you for coming to the house of the Lord. We have different groups that are happening throughout the building at the same time. And uh, so uh, we're into lesson six on a love that lasts. And uh, we've been doing this series uh, on a love that lasts. And the first six lessons uh, have been focused on our capstone project dissertation for our master's program that we did and completed. And um, it focuses around the heritage of children. And uh, so we've been, we've been doing... Um, Six lessons, all based around training children. The first two are on the biblical training of children. And then the next two are on the individuality of children. And the last two lessons, and we'll complete the lesson six tonight, are on the societal issues of, of children. And so we've been focusing on all different aspects of training, uh, training children. And um, obviously, that is such an important part of our society today. So thank you for joining and being part of this series and uh, obviously uh, all the other small groups that are taking place in the building. And uh, next week, I believe the youth will be joining as well here in the sanctuary and they'll be joining in for the last six lessons um, uh, of the small groups that will be taking place. So thank you for being faithful to the house of the Lord. It's great to be in God's house. And uh, we're thank, thank the Lord for what he's doing. Had a baptism today. We're excited about that. Amen. Uh, wonderful things taking place in God's house, and we're thankful for it. Amen. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? The Lord is good. Amen. Why don't we stand, and we'll open the service tonight in a little bit of prayer before we go into the Word. God, we thank you for the opportunity we have to be in your house. God, we thank you for each person that has joined us in person, everybody that's watching online or listening tonight. God, we just pray your blessing, God, upon this service. Uh, I pray, God, throughout the other small groups in the building tonight, let your blessing be upon them, our young people, our children. I pray, God, for grief share. Lord, let your glory fill the house of the Lord tonight. God, we thank you for what you're doing, what you're going to do. We give you praise and honor. We lift up your holy name. Your name is great and powerful, mighty. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. We'll be taking our, our scripture text from Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, New King James Version, and Galatians 1 and 10. Psalm 1 and 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Uh, tonight's lesson, Societal Issues of Children, focuses on uh, the challenges that we have with 
technology. Uh, the, the focus of this, uh, the challenge, of course, parents face with their children concerning technology. And um, we have to uh, understand it is important that parents are prepared for a fast-moving uh, trends, obviously, of the 21st century. There's no sense of us trying to deny it. We might as well be prepared for it. It is always better to be proactive than it is to try to respond without uh, possible knowledge concerning technological error. So we've got to be prepared. It's going to be here, and so we better be prepared. Uh, an article that was written by Dr. Um, Bex Lewis shared some alarming concerns. And obviously, this article was written in 2014, so you can imagine even since this article, there would be much more uh, concerns that had to do with children and technology. The following are just some of the headlines listed in the article that they had captured from news uh, cycles uh, of things that are affecting children. So, for example, four-year-old girl is Britain's youngest iPad addict. Shocking rise in children hooked on using smartphones and tablets. Um, hard to imagine that, that a four-year-old would be addicted. But the article read a four-year-old was addicted to an iPad. A schoolgirl hangs herself after she's bullied by online trolls. This is, and we think, well, you know, that's for adults, that's for, no. This was a young, young girl. Um, parents told, beware children running up huge bills on iPad and iPhone game apps. Um, of course, this happening without even parents uh, being advised or knowing. Uh, stop porn on the net corrupting adolescents' idea of sex. This is, again, these are targeting children, not adults, children. Uh, and these are articles that uh, have been written. Nearly half admit to using phones and computers to communicate with people in the same house. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of silly. We think of it as, well, that wouldn't happen. That actually happens with people sitting in the same living room, texting each other. I mean, we just have to stop and think about that. Um, obviously, articles have been written. Studies have been done. Study kids who watch three-plus hours of TV more likely to lie or cheat later. So it becomes habit-forming uh, of a child's life and what they're watching. Um, psychologically, it is affecting them, not only at the age they are then, but the age that they, uh, uh, older ages. Uh, sleep texting is on the rise, experts suggest. Um, now, obviously, this is not talking about them doing it in their sleep. It's talking about them having phones when they go to bed. And so all hours um, of this happening with young children. So uh, the London School of Economics and its research partners interviewed over 25,000 children and their parents across 25 countries, 
and found that most children and parents were afraid of cyberbullying, pornography, meeting strangers, and seeing something violent online. This is, this is not just someone talking and saying, this was a, I think could be a problem. No, they, they interviewed and they researched over 25,000 parents and children, and this is the things that came up as the most problematic. And, and so we, we as parents, as leaders, as a church, we have to be aware of what our children are dealing with on a continual basis. And it's not when they're teenagers. Um, the, the advertising starts at a very early age. For example, the average length of advertising currently is six seconds. They're getting advertising out in quick little six-second blurts to get kids' attention, young people's attention. Uh, even though the numbers can be skewed by individuals who majorly use technology, the amount of time that children have access to technological devices is on the rise. With those opportunities come the challenges, obviously, of monitoring, consumption, and lack of physical activity. So not only is it detrimental to uh, things they may watch or hear or read, but it's also affecting them uh, in their health issues. Physically, uh, they're less active. Uh, so all kinds of things are being attributed to by the increase of technology. Now, you have, to, you have to go back to, and there's lots in this room, I'm sure, that goes back to when some of these technological things came into being. It was supposed to make our life easier. You were supposed to be able to get things done quicker, and, and uh, you would have more time. That's actually not what has happened. It actually has changed to more as expected. And so... Um, not has it, yes, of course, contact and being able to communicate obviously has in some cases become easier, but that doesn't mean that, uh, that a, a person is able to produce less productivity. They're asking for more, wanting more. And this comes all the way back to the children that we are, that we are raising in our society. So, um, yes, uh, uh, technology is going to be here. We have to honestly admit that. Then we have to, okay, how do we allow ourselves to put guidelines in place that protect our children and young people, that they can be productive people uh, and not just um, as one, one highlight uh, that I read to you of uh, that was in one of the articles that a person at four years old had become addicted. So uh, technology became essential. Obviously, we've seen that through COVID-19, the pandemic. Uh, during a time of isolation and social distancing, the world relied on technology to learn, live, and to stay connected. Uh, technology is best used to leverage and maintain social and physical, emotional, intellectual and spiritual well-being for children in an environment where children are co-engaged with an adult. Um, there's, there's a challenge of, of um, 
adults stepping back from uh, how involved their children are and not having the knowledge of how involved their children are. So just to give you an example, on a monthly basis, this is not for the year, on a monthly basis, statistic uh, that I heard today, one billion people use TikTok on a monthly basis. One billion. Now, you know, TikTok had come out with, um, you know, neat little things that people could watch, you know, someone doing some little um, dance around or whatever. That's not what TikTok is now. Okay, it, is, it has infiltrated uh, young people's lives um, to the point where there is, there is a worry that is rising in the influence of things like TikTok. Again, I'm not here to preach against anything. I'm here to open our eyes to what is influencing our children. It's very, very important. Uh, studies show that the social well-being of children suffers because of extended times of technology's use instead of particip participating with friends in outdoor environments. So um, I'll give you an example. So we were, we were listening to a program one day, and they were talking about North America, um, how kids do, how they do in school, how they're grades are and all of that in comparison to some other countries. One of the countries that was uh, listed and they were talking about, and they create a lot of the technology that people use, they limit their children to two hours a weekend. Zero during the week. Two hours a weekend Except if there's a holiday, they're allowed extra time on technology. So we got countries that are creating devices for other people to be challenged to have their time wasted. While their own citizens aren't allowed. <laughs> so it just goes to show we have to be careful. We have to be careful what... Um, what we are allowing uh, or the environment that we're allowing our children to grow up in. Uh, and it is affecting uh, all kinds of areas. Uh, children who play outdoors experience better motor development and focus, lower obesity rates, reduced attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, less anger, aggression, stress, and depression. That's been proven by Goldschmidt. And so... These are the results of people actually participating in activities, not just with thumbs, but activities outside. Again, understanding that technology is going to be here, but there needs to be guidelines that we are being careful with our children. And listen, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. So we have to step back and say, okay, what are we allowing, um, what are we allowing our children to be involved in? Uh, psalm 1 is a didactic psalm, meaning that it is intended to teach. It is also a psalm of 
comparisons, encouraging devotion to Adonai, uh, who blesses the righteous and destroys the wicked. Notice, the main message is that the righteous are blessed. The verse that I read to you clarifies, it states, the one is blessed if he or she walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. It just says, step back from what's controlling you and be careful of where your counsel comes from, where you're spending time sitting. I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about what occupies, okay, the occupying of our time. What, what is the, the path that we are following? And what is our children following? So this, this scripture bypasses, uh, it, it transcends every generation. There's no time period that it doesn't work. It worked when the telephone came out. It works for the cell phone. It'll work for the next invention. It, it steps back and says, listen, we got to be careful where the council comes from and where we're allowing ourselves to sit and stand. And, and that's not just uh, the postures of sitting and standing in the natural. It's about where we're spending the time. Time. Uh, Paul also is making a comparison to the Galatian church by speaking about an individual's life before conversion and following conversion. Uh, who is it that we should endeavor to please, he says? Obviously, the answer to this question is the Lord. I mean, we don't have to think about that. He, he, he must be the guidance that we follow, uh, including times of using all forms of technology. God, is this pleasing to you, the length of time that's being used? Uh, I think if we just step back and say, how much easier is it for us to in involve technology or to spend time studying, reading, prayer? How, how much e it's so much easier to spend an hour or two or three in front of technology. And so we have to say, you know, who, what is it I'm trying to please? Who is it I'm trying to please? Uh, parents must set the parameters of usage for children. It is inevitable that technology will be a part of a child's life. We know that. But parents must remain diligent in parenting children through the social issues that children may get caught up in during the technological age. And I think the challenge that rises here is sometimes parents are having difficulty with uh, challenging what they see as friendships with their kids. Parents, you're not to be your kid's friend. <laughs> That's not what this is about. You're their parent. So it's absolutely important. Listen, we love our kids. We're to treat our kids properly. But we're to parent them. Kids don't always know what's best for them. Okay? And so we've got to make sure that we don't allow our kids to get caught up in the technological age. Now, uh, also, 
uh, remember I made the statement, it's going to be with us. Not including them in it is not wise either. There has to be a balance of understanding so that they have knowledge. They know where things are going, but they have parameters. Parameters. Uh, Two-thirds of parents in the United States say that parenting is harder today than it was 20 years ago. With many citing technology technologies such as social media or smartphones as a main reason. So they're, they're talking about, you know, 66% of parents are saying the challenges that has caused parenting to be more difficult is, is the whole idea of social media um, technology. Again, remember that it was supposed to be created to make it easier. It's not. It's not easier. Two-thirds of parents are saying it's actually harder to parent because of it. So these, these are not, you know, not statistics I'm coming up with. This has obviously been done by professionals. Uh, these concerns come at a time when it is fairly common for children of all ages to engage in some way with, with digital devices. For example, 80% of parents say uh, their child aged 5 to 11 use or interact with a tablet computer, 80%, 8 out of 10, ages 5 to 11. <laughs> These are not adults. So you have children between ages 5 to 11 that 8 out of 10 are using uh, tablet computers. 63% uh, say the same about smartphones. So that means that um, there's a high chance that children between ages of 5 to 11 have their own phone. Okay, so uh, then again, challenges arise. I'm, I'm not here to tell you to buy a phone, not buy a phone. I'm here just to highlight the challenges we have that we're up against. Okay, and so we have to step back and say, okay, if, if this is what's happening in our society, how do we guard our kids? How do we protect them? Uh, for parents of children uh, under the age of five, statistics are also notable, 48% and 55% respectively. Okay, so if, if we stop and think of that just for a second, almost half of kids under the age of five are already using a tablet or a computer. They can't read, but they can use a computer. 55% are using a cell phone. And um, I've said this to you before. Studies have shown they, uh, children will learn the swiping motion uh, in the womb. So kids are extremely intelligent. And um, we have to beware. So uh, these statistics, to be honest with you, we could say, well, you know, our kids are, are smart. and That's good. But it's also scary. Okay, so if they can navigate um, uh, computers and cell phones over 50% of kids under the age of five, then we have to, this is not just a little game that's being played. We have to put and have um, ourselves aware of what's happening. At the same time, roughly one-third, 36% of parents 
of a child, 11 or younger, say their child uses or interacts with a voice-activated assistant like Apple, Siri, or Amazon Alexa. So they're already talking to devices to tell them what to do or ask questions. This is under the age of 11. Um, again, again, kids are aware that they can have songs start and they can tell the lights to turn off or on or whatever the case is, whatever you're telling Alexa to do. Um, that being said, there are, a wide, uh, age, there are wide age gaps. Parents who have an older child between the ages of 5 and 11 are more likely than parents with a child age 3 to 4 or 2 or younger to say that their child uses or interacts with the type of technology as in Alexa or Siri. So it's not quite as bad for under five-year-olds talking to Alexa. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad either. I, like, it scares the daylights out of me. And I don't consider myself old or maybe a little old-fashioned. Um, but when you look at the, the statistics, um, basically it comes down to 71% of parents are concerned. And I think, I think if 71% of parents are concerned, and that's a wide range of all types of individuals, it better be that we are concerned within the church for our children. And so I think, um, I've stated this before, just telling people, you know, to avoid, stay away from, uh, that it's, it's, it isn't going to work. We have to have good teaching and training that we teach parameters, okay? So let me, let me put it to you this way. Um, we have preached against devices in the past. I think it was the disfavor. Really, the preaching should be about conviction. Conviction, because the devices has superseded what was ever preached about before. And... What has happened is a lack of conviction has been preached. And because of that, then we find ourselves all of a sudden in unknown territory. We need to preach conviction no matter what the device is. And when that's preached across the board, then there should be something that arises in the person. No matter what it entails, I'm not going to involve myself in something or my kids in something that's going to harm them spiritually. And I think if we look at, for example, Scripture gives us uh, a great example of all these types of things. So when the Scripture says, uh, set no evil thing before your eyes, it's not talking about a device. It's talking about anything. That, that goes across all generations. Okay? It doesn't matter what generation you go to. It doesn't matter if the Lord tarries. It doesn't matter what's going to be available 20 years from now. The verse is still going to work. Set no evil thing before your eyes. Um, you know, so um, you make a covenant with your eyes. These are types of things that the conviction needs to be preached. And it's the same thing with technology with our children. And so... Uh, we got 71% of parents that are concerned, um, then we should, be, we should be concerned as well.
Okay, and uh, I'm 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 here tonight. I'm I'm just teaching the lesson because it was important to me to create the lessons. I felt it was important because our young people, our children, this is what they're up against. And so we need to be proactive. Uh, parents are expressing that parenting is becoming more difficult than it was two decades ago. Uh, many are citing, according to the Pew Research done in 2020, that technology is the main reason why they're facing struggles with the parenting. So going forward, it will be important to be well prepared when dealing with societal issues, dealing with technology. So we, we have to stop avoiding it and get prepared. Get prepared. Um, and and I, in your notes, you'll see a, a breakdown of things that, are, that were done in the Pew Research that um, the percentages, it shows what people were concerned about. Of course, this is, again, across not just Christian perspective. This is across all parents. And, and 26% um, of all parents were concerned about technology in general. Just, just technology in general. 26% of all parents were concerned about the issues we're having, having with it, like... Um, if, and they'll give more detail here in, in a few things to clarify. But there is a wide range of things that are happening towards children online. Okay? All right. Social media in general, 23%, or 21%, excuse me, are concerned about social media in general. So we can, we can think of positive things, obviously, about social media, but there's 21% of all parents that are concerned about how social media is affecting their kids. People are affected if they put something online and it's not liked enough. No, I'm serious. And so self-esteem issues are coming out of something like that. We have, to, we have to step back. Changing morals, more violence, drugs, this is being promoted online. And not just to adults, to kids. Um, tech gives access, exposure, uh, obviously at younger ages. And people are concerned about that. There's, <coughs> excuse me, there's no limit of how young they will go to target people. Um, again, it's all about sale. It's all about uh, clicks. It's all about... It's, they're, not, they're not worried about if your kids are going to end up successful. Their only concern is for the company, what they're advertising, what they're producing is successful. Okay, your, your child is... Your grandchild, the child you're guarding, they really are not worried about the end result of the child. Uh, more exposure, both parents needing to work. This is concern that parents are um, concerned about. Uh, can't discipline um, the same as before. And I'm not talking about abuse. Abuse has never been right. Okay? 
Abuse has never been right. Hear me. But a lack of discipline will not be a benefit to the child at all. Um, kids less respectful, more entitled. Parents uh, face more judgment, higher expectations, um, more device distractions, time with screens, less family time. Uh, again, these things, uh, technology, it creeps into what people used to do when there wasn't technology. Okay, I know it may sound old-fashioned to do a puzzle, but it's still a lot of fun. Okay, it's fun for me. Smartphones in general, obviously bullying, cyberbullying, online predators. Um, don't kid yourself. There's people out there just um, as a predator. Don't, don't just assume that the person is who they say they are. Okay, don't, don't assume that. All kinds of people fall into traps of uh, being connected to people, and it's not really them. And uh, that's a challenge today. And there's all kinds of ways people are trying to hide that. And, and um, it's, it's, it's a sad day. You would, you would think in your mind that no one would have the gumption to do such a thing. Uh, that's, that's false. Uh, there's all kinds of people with a terrible gumption to do such a thing. That's, that's why we have to be on guard at all times. That's why we're on guard at our church. It's important. It's absolutely important to make sure that we're protected as good as possible. So this is, this is what we're up against in, in some of our dealings with our children and technology. I'm going to talk to you in the last segment uh, tonight about practical ways uh, concerning technology for children because this does matter. And uh, I'm going to share with you what I feel. If you don't like it, you'll have to lump it. Uh, because I have to stand in protection of you and your kids. And um, so you say, well, pastor, you're old-fashioned. Then that's, you just mark me down that way. That's fine. Um, make the effort to become involved with children and technology. I've stated it already. Don't ignore it. You say, well, you know, they know so much more than me. Learn. Learn enough to communicate with them. Learn what they're doing. I'm not saying you have to beat them at the game. I'm saying learn enough to know what they're doing. Kids are intelligent. They will, they will put safeguards so you can't find out what's going on. I'm telling you not to allow yourself to succumb to that. Make sure you're aware. You have enough knowledge that you can, you can interact with your children, grandchildren, whatever the case is. Um, can I just put in here? People get all caught up in privacy. When my kids are my kids, there is no privacy. Privacy. 
Okay, so, well, let me clarify. They're going to the restroom and all that. There's privacy. When it comes to their phones and their computers and their whatever they have online, there's no such thing as privacy from my kids to me. My wife and I don't have it. There's no privacy between us. We're a couple. There's no such thing as not knowing each other's passwords, having access to each other's materials. There's no such thing. If, you're, if you live that way, you're a roommate. Okay, you're, renting, you're renting the same house. You're renting the same apartment. Um, there is no such thing as privacy from kids to parents. They're your children. They're under your roof. You say, Pastor, that's, that's uh, you know, that's not 2021. I'm telling you it is. Okay, make sure. This is how the danger happens. And after something happens that you don't want to happen, it's too late. Make sure that the safeguards are in place. And I'm not talking about being nasty. I'm talking about building a relationship. Okay, I'm talking about building a relationship that you have a relationship of trust. And, and kids, uh, uh, they, they understand that you're not going to tear them apart because, you know, they told someone they liked them. Don't, tell, don't, don't try to say you didn't do that. See, back then, back in the year, I won't say what year, but back years ago, it wasn't done on smartphones. You, you got a little piece of paper, and you wrote on there, do you like me, yes or no, and you had the box where they checked. You put it in a nice little envelope or a nice little box, and you gave it to the person, and you're hoping you got it back with the check in the right box. It's just, that's, okay, we, that's how it was however many decades ago. Now it's happening. It's, it's very fast, you know, a little, maybe it's just a little, what are they, emojis, okay, come back a little heart emoji or some flickering thing, I don't know, I don't use emojis, um, so it happens very quickly, okay, but don't, don't, it's not changed, people are not different than they ever were, the methods are different, so build relationship with the children that you have a, a, a level of trust. Okay? Now, learn the interests of the child concerning technological devices. Not every child is the same. Not every child wants to have what everyone else has. And even in your same house, children can be different. Okay? So what one young person, one child may really be intrigued with, another one may not. Don't judge the one who's not uh, by the one who is, and don't judge the one who is by the one who's not. Learn your child. Learn your grandchildren. Um, because it's absolutely important that you stay involved. You've got to be involved. You're it's necessary for you to be involved in, their, in, in what happens at school, what happens uh, uh, with friends, what happens when they stay at someone's house. You've got to be involved. It's absolutely crucial. 
um, monitor the length of time spent on technology. I'm not here to tell you how long that should be. But you must set a time. You must set a time. Because, again, children um, don't get tired of it. It's the way it is. It's, it's fast moving. It's, I mean, they, they have built the technology to get your attention. And when they get a child's attention, they keep it. I, I, can I just be transparent with you? Good. I was going that way. I didn't grow up with a television. Okay, that's just the way it was. My wife grew up with a television in her home. I didn't grow up with one. My wife couldn't care less if she ever saw it in her whole life. I can't walk by a store that's got one on without my head turning. No, seriously. That's, it's, it's something that gets you, and it's just it's, it's psychological. Well, they have that. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm learning better control, just so you know, so you can keep praying. Don't have one. Won't ever have one. Okay, so you know. But again, it's, not a, it's, about, it's about devices. I said that before. What happens is they've got it for kids that they know what gets kids' attention. And they know what keeps it. So you have to monitor the time length because kids are not stopping after four hours and saying on their own, you know what, I've reached my limit. It's not happening. It's not happening. Okay? They'll go right through when they were supposed to do their homework. They'll go right through when, when their chores were supposed to be done. They'll go right. There's no, it's just the way it is. It's not the kid's fault. It's how they are advertised to. Okay, and games are done that way. Games are not made boring. They know they know what catches the attention. They got the right number of coins or whatever for them to gather. <laughs> Long ways from Pac-Man, isn't it? Have a safe place where all devices are put at the end of the day. This is a very very important aspect. Have a timeline and a time when the devices are done. And that doesn't mean that they're on their, their dressers in their room. Okay, they, they have to have a place where they know that this is where all devices go at the end of each day, whatever time that is. Again, I'm not here to tell you how much time... I'm talking about safeguards, parameters for your children. Um, so have a place. This is practical ways of, of making sure the parameter is in place. And um, this is not a new thing. This is not just a new suggestion. It was a guideline in our house. Phones have to go to the cupboard at a certain time. And they're... That's where they are. Passwords were known. Timelines were uh, necessary. It's absolutely important. Absolutely important. And monitoring all activity. 
websites, games, contacts, etc. Um, and that's where I had stated before, there is no such thing as privacy from a website that your children are on. No, shouldn't be any different with adults. Unless you're working for some undercover thing at the government or something. There shouldn't be anything that's not accessible to, to your spouse. And so that goes to your children. That means their contacts. That means their games they're playing. Listen, some of the games that are being produced have very raunchy music. Very inappropriate um, graphics. That's not even counting some of the games that are uh, rated. And don't don't just go by just don't just go by other people's ratings. What other people? What's, what what um, companies? What guidelines are produced by? By people doesn't mean that they're automatically appropriate guidelines for, for your child. Um, so knowing that, knowing your child's limits. Listen, um, a- after, after someone has talked to someone so long by texting or on the phone or whatever, um, there's usually nothing good to say left. So then the conversation usually becomes about other people, other things, inappropriate things. Again, it's not the child's fault. It's the way, it's the way society has cultured. Okay, so a conversation that may be appropriate for 10 or 15 minutes or whatever, uh, after a couple hours, I can guarantee you, Nothing positive is probably being talked about. Okay, so it's very, very important. Know the child's limits. Know, um, know what your, or who your child is talking to, what they are doing. And um, it's one thing for us to preach that, put parameters in for that, help people with that. But uh, obviously, it's, we are to be a good role model for the child and technology. Um, It's pretty hard to tell the children to talk to each other in the room when the adults are talking to everybody else on their phone. Okay? And um, it's important for us to step back as adults and say, you know what? need to be a good model uh, to our children, our grandkids. And listen, we're... I, I'm I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I, you know, I I I have to step back. Sometimes be reminded, um, take notice. You know what? Someone's, you know, one of your grandkids is trying to talk to you. <laughs> step back and take notice, and uh, it's important what our grandkids have to say. Oh, I have to tell you this. This is just extra. It's not in my notes. So this happened today. So I was to pick up Eason at school today. This is the first day I've ever picked him up at the school. So he told his, his mother told him this morning that I was picking him up. 
And he said, do you think Bampy would be in the mood for getting me a donut? <laughs> Means that Tim's is like right beside Bayview. It's like, would Bampy be in the mood to get me a donut? Um, just take note of what your kids are saying, what your grandkids are saying, what they're doing, talking to you. Make, make them a priority. Make your children a priority. And um, obviously, uh, be a good role model for the child with technology. Um, number eight, reevaluate on a regular basis to see if changes must be made. And again, what, what was good five years ago may, maybe needs to be updated. Technology increases. We are on a very fast pace of, of technology growing. It's not going to stop. Okay, it's going to keep increasing. We're going to have to keep reevaluating and saying, guess what? We need to make sure the lines are drawn. Because our children are at risk. Our children are at risk. And um, we are given an heritage of the Lord. That's what the Bible calls our children, your grandkids. They're your heritage. There's absolutely nothing more valuable that God could ever give you than your family. Nothing. There's not another thing in, in this world that compares to the value of your kids, your grandkids, your family. Nothing. And so, as it has been from the beginning of time, the enemy is continually trying to destroy your family. That's what he's trying to do. And he will... He will take things that can even be used for good purposes, like technology. It can be used for good purposes. Uh, but he will take things like that to use against your family. Do you know that it's extremely difficult to know what the tone is of a text? The spirit of a text. Again, all these things, you say, well, pastor, yes, it, I'm serious. It's that. People get upset about things that were never intended to get them upset. I've had situations where I've had to explain myself, and it had nothing at all to do with what they thought I was trying to say at all. Well, if, if adults have difficulties with that and they have life's experience, then you can only imagine the difficulties that are challenged to kids with similar things. And they're, they're not prepared with life's experiences to deal with people's attitude and spirit and tone and derogatory comments, and all kinds of stuff. They're not prepared with life's experience. And so that's why we're seeing children 
Um, not the only reason, but we're seeing children depressed and suicidal, dealing with uh, kids taking overdoses. And I mean, we're talking about areas they're not prepared to deal with. And so we, we've got to be on guard, adults. We've got to be on guard. And um, you say, Pastor, it's, it was, you know, maybe too straightforward. I, it, we've, got to, we've got to come to a place where we just say we've got to do everything we can to protect our children, protect our young people. We've got to. And um, can I just add a couple little points in here? Um, don't get upset with your spouse if they ask to look at your phone. There should be nothing on there that you're wanting to hide. No conversation. No web browsing, no texting, nothing. Don't get upset. Now listen, at the very first, it'll irritate you. But it'll build trust. Man, it's quiet in here. Oh. You can hear a pin drop. I can hear my heartbeat. It'll irritate you at first. But, oh, what a, it'll build a trust. It'll build a trust in your home, in your family. Okay? Don't ever, don't ever get into a situation where someone can't look at your phone that is your spouse. Don't ever. You're setting yourself up for the enemy to use it as an opportunity. And... Um, I'll throw this last one in. I've said it before. I will say it again. Um, 80% of all divorce cases in the United States, I don't know what the rate is in Canada, but I'm sure it's probably pretty similar. 80% of all divorce cases name Facebook. And so you have to beware you have to beware of all types of technology that are happening. And um, Dr. Hughes, when he was with us, named and spoke about that clearly. Put your safeguards in place. Put them in place. It's not going to get easier. Okay, I beat you enough. Stand. Stand if you would. Pastor loves you. It's the only reason. It's easier not to deal with some things. And technology, I know, can be a blessing. Um, but I, I have to be honest with you. I love coming to the pulpit, not having saw what everyone has done all week. Saw or seen. I don't know if I got the right word there. Seen. Thank you, hon. Haven't seen. That's it. Okay. I like coming to the pulpit. 
not already having in my head things about your life. I'm not preaching with motives because I, I I'm not on there. I had one person say, we can't find anything about you. I said, that's the whole point. It's only what someone else has put me on. I want nothing to do with it. That's my own personal thing. Be careful. Be careful. Okay. Take note of what the enemy's devices are. God, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful flock, this wonderful group of people. And God, you know, you know, God, we want to do what's best for our families, our kids, our grandkids. God, we want to train up our children to the best of our knowledge and to our abilities. We want our, our church to be strong, strong individuals, Lord, that create strong families, that create a strong church. I pray, God, that you give us wisdom. Give us wisdom, God. Give us understanding. Give us a compassion, God, to deal with what families are having to deal with. God, I pray across the board, all of our children, that we would protect them. Protect them, God, yes, for them to be knowledgeable, Lord, to whatever knowledge they need to have, but to be protected from the world. And God, that they would not be infiltrated with the things that the world would try to Lord, bring into their lives to cause destruction in any way. Give us wisdom, we pray, God. Use us for your glory and for your kingdom. And God, we ask it in your precious name, the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take note, prayer on Friday night here at the church, 7 o'clock. And then also note that this Sunday is fifth Sunday. So only one service Sunday morning um, here at the, at the church. So take, please take note of that. This is fifth Sunday. God bless you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Those who have joined us online, God bless you tonight. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.